For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light, and correction and instruction are the way to life. Proverbs 6:23. Join Bishop Patrick Bruce of the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama as he brings you the pure, unadulterated Word of God. This teaching is anointed, practical, down to earth, and full of wisdom, and will refresh, energize, and bring healing to your body and soul. Listen to the Word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Lord, for this evening. Thank you for the opportunity we have to serve you with our lives. Thank you that you have called us and um, caused us to be counted among those who are working for you. And tonight, let us be inspired and strengthened to do even more, even more towards your kingdom. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may, be, you may be seated. Hallelujah. Tonight I want to touch a subject that is very important but long neglected. And that is the subject of sacrifice. Sacrifice. Because um, it's a long time since we talked about sacrifice. And what happens is when we don't talk about it, it begins to slowly fade out of our, um, out of our memory. You have two memories, your recent memory and then the archives. It goes into the archives where it's there. I know what sacrifice is. But it's no longer in our random assessed memory where you fish out the current data you're using on a daily basis. So sacrifice becomes a fact we know, but not a reality we live. And we begin to find all kinds of issues because it's no longer uppermost on our minds. When you are mindful of something, you are always guided by, the, by that thing. And it is always there to make you uh, um, think about it. Tonight, I want to start by defining sacrifice. Because um, in, 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 in many instances, there are shades of meanings. There are slight differences 
that are applicable in different situations. So it's one word sacrifice. The English is very limited in, in school. The Greek has different words that bring out the different shades of meaning. So sacrifice. Number one, it is to offer up your material possessions in worship. Sacrifice. To offer up, to give up your material possession as an act of worship. So you can sacrifice a goat or a chicken or money or even time. Something that is yours. But you give it up in worship. Number two, sacrifice is to give up something valuable. To give up something valuable for the sake of something else. Um, often often that something else in the eyes of others is less valuable but to you it is more valuable but in the eyes of others it is less valuable that is why to a real committed Christian is not a sacrifice because what I'm getting is more than what I give. I hope you are with me. For a Christian, what we are saying is a sacrifice. To me, it's not a sacrifice. To give up earth and get heaven. Oh, how? What a blessing. I mean, take your Toyota and get a Mercedes. I mean, who will say no? Toyota is a very good car, it's a very good car. Toyotas are very, very good cars. But Mercedes is a little bit, a little bit better, if I can say it that way. So, to, so it's not, to you, that person, it's a, it's a benefit, but not in the eyes of everybody. So we say something else. Number three, sacrifice is to permit. Three is very important. Listen carefully. To permit injury disadvantage or loss for the sake of something else to permit injury disadvantage or loss allow yourself to be cheated allow something that is disadvantageous to you for the sake of something else you allow it you allow it, permit it permit it. It is not, you don't resist it. And number four, sacrifice is to dispose of your possessions regardless of the fact that you make no profit. To dispose of your possessions Regardless of the fact that you make no profits. 
So you give away something, but you don't give. Give away your money, your time, your property, your car, your sound system, your PA system, properties, things that you have. You give it away to be used. And you don't gain from it. Because some invest in some of these things. So um, there, there are other, other definitions of sacrifice which we can also uh, include. But these are enough. They cover the broad areas that concern us. Amen. But tonight I want to, we are talking about church growth. And um, tonight I want to make a distinction. I'm not, it's, it's my, I'm trying to explain something. So I, I hope that it comes clearly. But, and always there are many, many multiples of options. So when I say there are two, likely there are more than two. But for tonight, we'll only highlight two. Is that okay? Is that okay? So tonight, there are two types or two categories of sacrifices. Though there are many more than two, but tonight, there are two types or two categories of sacrifices. Hallelujah. One is sacrifice to be a Christian. Sacrifice to be a Christian. Or the sacrifice to be a Christian. And the second is the sacrifice to bear fruit. The sacrifice to bear fruit. I want us to start with being a Christian. And um, I want us, you see, all of us who are here this evening, we are all Christians. So, sacrifice number one applies to every single person here. It is what it takes to even be a Christian. What follows thereafter is the sacrifice to bear fruit. Now, some of us who are here are not in the business of bearing fruit. You are just happy to be a Christian. So, you may find that you are more occupied with sacrifice category one. Category two is directly for us who are concerned with increase and fruits and growth. Amen. That's category two. Those of us who want to see something grow bigger under our watch. But let me start with category one because that one, it applies to all of us here. The sacrifices to be a Christian. 
Matthew 16. Matthew 16. And Jesus said, verse 24. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I mean, this is a very well-known scripture. But it lays down clearly the conditions for following Jesus. That you must deny yourself. Um, When I say deny yourself, it means to forego something. If you have how many have in times past tried to chase a young lady when you had limited resources in times past? When you had limited resources? When you had your lorry fare to go home? What you had in your pocket was your lorry fare or maybe tomorrow's lunch. Yeah. Tomorrow's lunch. Then you take that tomorrow's lunch, which is for you, and you buy somebody chocolates or ice cream, which is a dessert. But in doing so, you have denied yourself. Are are you here? It's yours. It is to be used by you for you. But you have denied yourself of something. And Jesus said that if you want to follow him, something, are, are, you, are you listening? Something that is yours, is yours, and is to be used by you, you must say, no, I won't take it. You must say, it's mine, it's my right. It is mine to use. But I say no. That's deny yourself. If, if as I, I, tonight I'm taking my time, and as I speak, if you find that you are not in a category, begin to shake yourself and join us there quickly. And take up his cross. That's, that symbol, the cross, has been corrupted over the years. That the cross has become a beautiful beautiful thing and it is so nice that girls take it on their precious highly visible earrings plus necklaces even cufflinks and rings it has become such a beautiful symbol of Christianity but it is not as beautiful symbol it's like you're hanging a cutlass with blood dripping down on your earrings if you see a young lady as I go to propose, you check her earrings and say, Ah, I see something with red spots. What, what have I seen? And when you look well, you see a cutlass in her ears with blood dripping. How many go ahead and propose? How many will change their minds and begin to go home? 
What kind of girl are you? You have some bloody instrument in your ear. That's what the cross is. It is symbolic of dying. Dying. It's, it's Mark chapter 8. And verse 34. It's amazing that the same thing is recorded in the, in the different gospels. It means that it struck all of them. Mark 8, 34. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Matthew remembered, Mark remembered, Jordan. It was so striking. They all remembered what Jesus said. Amen. So, if you are here this evening and you want to be a follower of Jesus, this is the requirement. Amen. This is the requirement. You cannot go to medical school when you did business and accounts. No, 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 no. You don't qualify. No matter your desire and your wish to be a doctor, your business and economics and home accounts will not permit you to enter into medicine. Because you have failed the entry requirements. Amen. Tonight, these are the entry requirements to be a Christian. Hallelujah. And, and let, me, let me just give you a statement here this evening. It will become truer and truer as we go along. The greater your sacrifice the more Christ-like you become. Which means that you can sacrifice a little bit and there'll be only a little Christ in you. But the more you sacrifice, the greater your sacrifice of certain things that are coming, the more Christ-like you become. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified. When he said take up your cross we are going deeper into that. I am crucified with Christ. But it's figurative. It's a sacrifice. It's figurative. So he says, nevertheless, I live. Then he explains what he means. Yet, I, I hope you are listening. I mean, many of us have read the scripture before, but tonight, just take a few extra seconds to delve a bit deeper into it. Yet not I. Why? Because I am crucified. 
but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, this I'm alive in the flesh, I live by the faith. Are you with me tonight? I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So tonight, I'm talking about being a Christian. Being a a what? A Christian. If you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, then you no longer live. You you know, I I hope you you are following. You no longer live. When you watch Koliko, Koliko, those puppets, yeah, you will see a character. He's walking, but it's not him. It's a man above him who is controlling his movements. He, the character himself, Koliko, who is moving up and down and acting and uh, performing on the stage. He has, okay, let me ask, how much say has he in his movements? How much opinion or or how much can he influence his his movements? Nothing. So I move, Koliko, I move, yet not I but the man who is pulling the strings. But the man who is pulling the strings. So whether I stand or I sit, or I lie down, or I walk, it's not me. It's not me. I may have, and you certainly will, have your own desires and wills, and what you want to achieve. True or not true? That's what it says when you go back to our definitions. Give up something valuable. Give it up. Give up something valuable for something else. In the eyes of the world, you give up a great profession to become a teacher. I mean, people will say, nice girl like you, what are you doing? You should go jamming and going to enjoy life. And they'll say you have given up your enjoyment, given up your happiness, which we, we can have in, for something that I, to me now is greater, but to the world, they don't see it. And the life which I now live in, the, in, the, in this world, I'm not dead. I'm still alive. But the life I now live, I live it by the faith, not by sight, not by my opinions, but by the faith of the Son of God. I live it now because of the calling. So, okay. Second Corinthians.
chapter 4. New Living Translation. It's easier to understand it's there. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. This new way. And look at verse 2. This is what it takes to, to serve Jesus. We reject what? All shameful deeds and underhand. What is Dariga? Underhand. Kululu. Yeah. We reject all shameful and underhand methods. How, you see, how many of us, we don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God and all who are honest know this. How many of us can say that we have renounced all underhand things? How many of us can say it? How many of us can say that I've stopped lying? One of, and, and you see, many, many Christians have come to accept, accept these things. We've come to, this is how Ghana works. I mean, when you meet somebody who has stopped in the way, then he asks you, where's your license? Where's your fire extinguisher? Where's your uh, first aid kit? What's the answer? 50 cities. That's the answer. 50 cities or 20 cities. That is not the answer. The answer is I'm guilty of an infringement. But because of how the system has molded everybody else, that is why we are, we are, I'm talking here basically about being a Christian. The sacrifice to follow Jesus. Amen? First Thessalonians. Chapter 2 and verse 4. For we speak as messengers approved by God to be entrusted with the good news. That's a follower of Jesus, a good follower of Jesus. Then he says something our purpose is to please God, not people. Our purpose is to please God. Nobody. Not people. Hmm. 
I remember Galatians 1 and verse 10. King James. For do I now persuade men or God? Tonight, as I mention these scriptures, it, it is telling you how close or how far you are from being a follower of Jesus. Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Amen. 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 How many can agree with me that there is often a pressure to please men? There's a pressure. There's even a requirement. And sometimes it's like the only thing I can do. But if you are are going to Follow tonight. I, I want us to reassess our Christianity. And may somebody tonight, as you listen, begin to give yourself marks and say, I'm not trying. But I, I'll, I'll come to that. So, we are talking about sacrifice to give up. What what does it say again? Give up something valuable. Offer up your material possessions. Dispose of your possessions. Give up these things. What did Jesus say? If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. That means give up, deny yourself means give up your rights and your, your, your rightful ownership of these things and take up your cross and follow Jesus. Hallelujah. That is the beginning. That is what it takes to even be a Christian. That is what it takes to give up your life, give up, give up things. The, maybe the best description of this thing is Philippians chapter three. When we say give up something valuable for the sake give up something valuable it is it is uh, how do i give up something valuable paul explains it in verse 7 but what things were gained to me those i counted loss for Christ. I hope we, we 
understand what this thing means. What things were gain? This thing that I have is valuable. It is profitable. That thing, I, to count it but loss, Verse 8. Yea, doubtless. And I count all things. He's explaining further what it means to follow. How many can agree that Paul followed Jesus? Yeah. He's one of the few people who said, I have finished my race. I have run, I finished my course, I've run my race. He said, I'm ready to die. Not because I'm tired, but I've done everything I believe I came to do. Yeah. That is, that is Paul. And how he got there is, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss. But loss. Whatever was gain, I counted but loss, which to me now as a Christian, for the excellency, in my opinion, is worth more than what I'm giving up. But in the eyes of the world and of your family and of those around you, you are making a mistake. They cannot see what you are giving up. And he says, I count all things but loss for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. All things is mentioned twice. I, I, will, I will show you how important it is. And do count them but dung. Ask your neighbor, how valuable is your poo-poo? How valuable? No, no, I mean... Uh, no, please ask your neighbor, how valuable? How, how, how have you preserved it? What did he say? It's in a safe. It's in a drawer. In my wardrobe. How have you preserved your poo-poo? As soon as it comes, we dispose of it. That is the... That is the rank. Are you listening? That is the ranking that that uh, um, Paul is giving us of what all things. Let let me make a diversion here. When it comes to losing, there are three options that you have. Okay? Three options. Option number one, to lose nothing. Come to Christ and continue all your sins. Receive Christ. Come to church, pray your prayer. When you finish, go back and be the same. The perfect duality. Perfect person who is living in both worlds. The the person who has kept everything, lost nothing, given up nothing. Amen? 
Because there are some Christians who do, do everything still. Watch pornography. Fornication is weekend activity. Drink behind the scenes. Don't come, come. Don't come, don't come, come. In their workplace, they are just like anybody else. But they are born again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Unless you don't believe that they walk down the aisle and pray their prayer. Unless you are seeing that that prayer they prayed, Jesus didn't hear, which I will not say. But there are those who have given up nothing. They are, or, or they gave up, but they went back. And they are now living just like the world around them. Have you seen some before? Have you seen some before? Yeah. They, are, they gave up nothing. They have, their dressing is the same as the world. Their behavior is the same. Recently, I saw a certain young lady who was walking. And I said, hey, your skirt is becoming shorter and shorter. I said, then she said, oh, it's not too short. I said, that alone is your answer. It's not too short. And I said, what, what, what is the driving force behind short skirts? It's not the world we live in. Or am I not seeing the thing? It's the world we live in. It is, it is you are conforming to the world and not transformed by the renewing of your mind. So the first type of Christian is the one who has given up nothing. And they are the ones who can stay home on Sunday for no reason. The, I think I told you last week about church attendance. Only one quarter of Christians go to church four out of four in a month. Only one quarter of Christians. Half of Christians go to church twice a month for no reason. They're not sick. That's their lifestyle. This week I'm going for a funeral. It's in the afternoon. By the morning they are home preparing for a funeral in the afternoon. Or I have a wedding at my friend's church at 11.30. But your service is at 7. But you, am, I, am I not describing what we are seeing? Yeah. And, and so we have then the last group of Christians who we have the last group of Christians who go to church once every six weeks. And they are Christians. I have met many of my church members in town. One person, I saw him just a few months ago. He said, oh, I saw him in town. And he said, oh, me pastor near. 
Me pastor near. I haven't seen him in this church about two years. About two years, I've not seen a shadow on this compound. If not more than two years, three years or four years. And he said, oh, my pastor. Then he called his friends, my pastor near. And you know something? You know something? I'm his pastor. <laughs> I am his pastor. Because in any trouble, I'm the one they will call. And if there's any trouble, they will bring him to you. Yeah. But this is the person who may be born again, but has given up nothing. He has, is living the same life he used to live before he became born again. Amen. The second person is the one who has given up some things. Given up some things. And there are a lot of people who fall in this category. They give up smoking weed. They give up fornicating every day. Is now weekly or monthly. Or, or when they can't help themselves. Yeah. Those who have stopped drinking, except when they go on funeral far away where there's no church member around. Yeah. Those who dress good normally, except when there's a jam or a party where they are going with their schoolmates. They have given up, you see, they have given up many things, but not all things. They've given up some things. Those who show breasts once in a while, why are, it's a fashion, I mean, this is how people are dressing these days. And, 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 I mean, pastor, is it too bad? It's It's not too bad. But it's out of order. They have given up some things. Amen. And those who have given up so many things but don't pay tithes. And there are those who are chronic. I mean, church is from seven to nine. They, as a rule, arrive at eight. And I'm sure some are here tonight. They come late. And they are, you see, because you have given up some things, but not everything. That's why Paul makes this emphatic statement. Yea, doubtless, I count all things but loss for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Amen. What does all things mean? What does all things mean? Now now you have all become rebellious. What does all things mean? All things means It means what? Everything. Can you say you have given up everything 
can you no I, I mean, I'm just asking a, a question this is but we're doing a Bible study can you say you have given up everything This is so our resemblance. Our resemblance to Jesus is hinged on how much we give up. Because you want to be like him. To resemble him, splitting image, you must do the same things. He gave up all things. Not everything, all things to the point of his life. How many here are willing to die for Jesus? No, don't worry, I won't ask you. I won't ask you to I have to raise your hand or I mean you ask your hand, you know, cry, you won't die for him. All night cry, you won't come for all night. Why it's dangerous going home? At 11.30. It's dangerous. What did the die for Jesus mean? That's what it means. What did Paul say? In, in, at peril from my countrymen and from strangers at sea. That is what it means. That is what it means. To give up everything. That is what it means. Amen. Who was rich but for our purposes became poor? Ask your neighbor, do you qualify? Do you qualify? He, yeah. Let me, you see, somebody will tell me that how can I die for Jesus? I mean, how, give up everything but I have a wife, I have a child, I have to pay rent, I have so many obligations. So, when you say give up everything, you're not practical. This is a very spiritual, super spiritual thing you are saying. That I should give up everything, but practically I can't do it. Practically, it's not... And the answer is practically yes. John 10. I want to draw a very important distinction this evening about this sacrifice of all things. To give up everything for Jesus, give up my car, give up my house, give up my everything, and I should walk, I should, I should now take my salary and give it to the church, and what should I do? If I take my rent, you are doing fundraising, I pay my rent, what should I do? If I, how many have given money before and walked home after a church program? You find that it's not always that God will give you miracle money after the service. You walk home sometimes. Oh, it's not true. Yeah, you go to a church service, you sow all your money in a seed, give your money, all your money, you give all your money, nobody's going away, no lift. And you walk home. Listen to this. John 10, verse 17. Therefore, 
doth my father love me? Why? Because I lay down my life that I might take it again. Now look at this. No man takes it from me, but I lay it down of myself. The the important distinction I want to draw tonight is the fact that you must, you see, God may not come and ask you to bring your money and your rent and everything. No. Doesn't often do that. But you must be willing. You must be willing should in case he come to ask you. That's the difference. Rarely will he come and say die. Or bring all your salary every month and come and put it here at the altar. It's an unreasonable request. If, if my church pastor says, bring my salary every month and put it here, I will change church. It's unreasonable. It's not how it's done. But the thing is that, should it be the case that your sacrifice is required, should it be the case that we have an all night tonight and you must give up your sleep, you must be willing to do it. That's the difference. Willing. Many are not willing. And so the question of the sacrifice dies at the request stage. doesn't go any further. But you must be willing. Amen. If God hasn't asked you all your money, no problem. The day he does, can you give it? The day you are sitting in a service and your last money is 100 cities and Holy Ghost tap you, give your 100 cities, give everything. Are you willing to give it and walk home? Should you have to walk home? Because if you're not willing, when you walk home, you'll be angry at God. You'll be angry at God for for depriving you of your money. But if you are willing to give it up, and have nothing. When you have nothing, how will you go home? You walk. That's the expected way to go home after I give it nothing. You walk. Give everything, you walk. But if you are not mindful of that, having that mind, you will not be able to give everything. Paul, like I said, who, who ran his race, Acts chapter 21, Paul, who is a good example of somebody who I count all things but dung. I count all things but loss. This is his mind. Verse 13. Verse 12. Let's start from verse 12. Acts 21. And when we heard these things about Jerusalem, bondage, persecutions, waiting for him there, both we and they of that place besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. As you are going there, they are going to beat you and kill you. Don't go. Verse 13. But then Paul answered, 
What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 14. And when he would not be persuaded, we ceased. Saying, the will of the Lord be done. Hallelujah. You rarely, no, listen, listen. Rarely will we be called upon to sacrifice certain things. Rarely. Jesus said that except a man hates his father and his mother and walk away from his brother and sister, give up lands. All those things are there. Rarely does it happen. But should it happen, you must be willing to do it. That's what it means to be a follower of Christ. That's what it means. When I became a serious Christian born again, my mother my whole family, Anglican. And I became the only one who was going to charismatic. Look, every Sunday, every, do you know every Sunday? Every Sunday, my mother would come to my room and she would ask me, so today, where are you going to church? Today, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to my church. Don't you ask why? Why are you going there? What evil have we uncans done to you? <laughs> oh, what answer is this? I said, oh, no evil. But I, I, I'm going to worship. Then she said, why? And my mother is short like this. But she will stand in the doorway. So I have to go sideways to pass her. No, 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 no. Every Sunday, one day, my brother spoke to me and said, why are you causing confusion in the house? Why? I mean, why every Sunday you are bringing contention? Every Sunday there's a discussion about going to church. Only you. Nobody else. Nobody else. Why? What would you do? I said, you know, I've got to go. I've got to go. This is what I have to do. This is, this is my choice. I have to do. And, and, and these are big brothers talking to you. No, 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 no. It's not often you'll be called upon to sacrifice these things. Family, friends, job, everything. But if it is required of you are you ready and willing that's what it means to be a Christian that's what it means if you are required to bring your salary for a reason there's a crisis there's some kind of emergency we need to raise collect all our monies everybody bring all your money are you ready and willing to do that I always become quiet. 
this is what it takes. Not even to bear fruits, but just to be a Christian. Give up your life. All things, whatever is gain. Be ready to lay it down. So, to go a bit forward. Now you want to bear fruits. This is being a Christian. I want to now talk about bearing fruits, growing your church, increasing in any regard or any form that you think about. The sacrifice to bear fruits. Let me give you four things that you must sacrifice to bear fruits. John 12, 23. Jesus answered them, saying, The hour is come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. But if it die, it brings forth much fruits. So number one, a pastor, a shepherd, anybody who wants to bear fruits must die. When you die, you the attraction, the the major the major difference between a dead body and a living person is that the dead body nothing moves him again. He has no desire for food, comforts, promotion, nothing. He's okay as he is, full stop. Amen. That's the, to die, to bear fruit, to die is to not, not, I mean, one of the things is when you die, you lie down naked on a table. Whether you are a man or a woman, they will come and bath you and wash you everywhere, including everywhere. Yeah. Have you ever heard a dead body complain? Hey, don't touch there. Have you ever heard a dead body complain? No. No, no, no. If, 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 if you want to bear, bear fruits, you must be willing Willing to give up everything. That's what a a burning vision is. It consumes you. This is what I want to do. Please remember what I said. That it's not often 
You see, because it is so seldom that they ask us to make this sacrifice, we have in our minds said that it's theoretical. You don't have to give it up. But it can be asked of you. Because it is so seldom, so rarely done, we have almost canceled it. That, oh, it, it won't happen. It can happen. Amen. It can happen. You can, tell a neighbor, you can be asked to give up your job. For Jesus. Yeah. I was working in a pharmacy in Accra. At Kanishi, a certain pharmacy. I was working there. When Joy got a job in Tamale for us to move to Tamale. When she ha- that job happened, immediately she got the job. I said, I'm off. As I was going to Tamale, I had no job. I'm off. I went to Tamale. The pharmacy didn't have any other pharmacist for a time. So I would come by bus from Tamale, night bus, Sunday night, arrive in Accra Monday morning, go to work, then Thursday afternoon, take the bus back to Tamale for weeks. For weeks. After a while, they knew me. So when I come now, I get seat number two. Seat number two. Behind the driver. Reserved. They knew that I'm coming on Monday. I'm coming down. I'm going down. Seat number two. It was not good at all. Because in those days, we didn't have air-conditioned buses. So the driver would open his window. And where I stood, where I sat behind him, the air came straight into my chest. I got pneumonia. Yeah, I got pneumonia. Then the man said, is the air where you are sitting? The cold air, night bus, cold air is always hitting you in your face. You are getting yeah. But that was my life. Except a corn of wheat fall to the ground and die, it abides alone. You want to bear fruit. You want to bear fruit. What price? What will you die to? What price will you lay down before you can bear fruit? John 15. Verse 2. Every branch in me thou beareth not fruit, he takes away. And every branch of our bearing fruit that bears fruit, he what? 
purgeth it, pruneth it, that it may bring forth more fruits. Everybody who wants to bear fruits, there is a purging or a pruning process that is required for you to bear fruits. Pruning is the cutting away of branches, leaves, and other parts of the plant that are not dead. They're not dead. They're still alive. They're still functioning. But something that is still useful is cut off to make way for more fruit. One of the major prunings that will take place is your, your time, your personal time. There's nothing wrong with, with me time, family time. There's nothing wrong. It's, tell somebody, it's good to have family time. Daddy and mommy are home with their kids having dinner and what, being together and bonding. It's very good to have family time. It's good to relax and sit down and rest because Monday is coming and you have. But you must prune off some of these things. Some of these things. There's nothing wrong with it. But it must go for you to bear fruit. And so long as you are a good Christian, okay, everything is working fine. But if you are still moving in a certain zone of legal happiness, legal things, a pruning hasn't taken place, you will not bear a certain kind of fruit. You will not bear. You will have to give up something. Something legitimate. Something that is yours by right. Something that is, you deserve it. You should have it. But it is pruned off you. You have to lose it to bear fruit. And many of us, we have already, you see, the sacrifice to be a Christian is not what I'm talking about. One day I was in Tamale, I was praying. Then the Lord said, I'm a sacrifice. I said, Lord, what are you saying? I've given up. I was in Norway. I didn't have to come. I came. I could have stayed in Accra. I came to Tamale. I've left my family behind. My children at that time, Nikki was reacting to some other things. They are in a school that is at a park under trees. I said, Lord, I've sacrificed. What are you talking about? Then he said, that sacrifice has expired. Has expired. You must sacrifice again. Another sacrifice. I said, oh, is that how it is? He said, you can't sacrifice one and it's for life. No. 
No, no, no. You can't make one sacrifice. Then that's it for the rest of your life. No, 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 no. There will be multiple sacrifices along the way. There will be various junctions where as you get here, to go forward, you must sacrifice again. And then you come to a level. To go forward, you must sacrifice again. That one sacrifice, if that's all you have, then you are stuck. Your church, 20, you are stuck. You are stuck. You have done a sacrifice, it's true. You've come forward, it's true. But to go further, there must be another sacrifice. Abraham sacrificed everywhere he went. Several times. There must be a pruning to bear fruit. When I talk to some of the missionaries and they tell me that, oh, Thursday is uh, my night for evangelism. I'm, 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 I'm confused. Thursday is your night for evangelism? I said, no. Because me, every night, every day, from work, we don't go home. We always pass somewhere. We never go home straight from anywhere to after work. When I was working, no, no, no. Every day is a day for moving out to go and knock. I mean, every house in the area knew me. I couldn't pass anywhere and they would not know me. I was working with a pastor in his area one day. And as we were walking through the area, then I told him, I've noticed something. He said, what? I said, no one has called you Sofu. I've noticed. As you are walking in your area, this is your area. This is your church. This is your area. As you are walking around, nobody has said, oh, Osofu, pastor, nobody has called you. Can you walk in your area and nobody will call you a sofu? Then your work is shabby and incomplete. They should, they should be, hey, eba, hey. That's how it should be. Eba, hey, the man is coming again. Oh, Charlie, let's scatter. Let's run because he's coming again. That's how, they are tired of you. They are tired of you. When they are tired of you, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. When they see you and they run, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. They know why you are coming. You're coming to catch them to church. Yeah. John 12. Number one, to bear fruit, you must die or be planted. Number two, you must be pruned to bear fruit. John 12, verse 32. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. This scripture is very simple but very complicated number one Christ being lifted up from the earth was crucifixion 
He was being lifted up on the cross. He was nailed to the cross and then lifted up. As he was lifted up, it was a symbol of his suffering. Then he said, by that suffering, I will draw all men unto me. Remember John 6. No man can come except the Father draw him. These are the mysterious scriptures that we need to consider. And you see, those who are appointed unto salvation, there are people, there are people, I don't know what it means, predestination, you have to go and study for yourself. There are people who are appointed for salvation. And there's a son of perdition. I don't know what it means. So don't come and ask me a question after church. But Jesus says, by my suffering, I will draw people. I will draw people unto me. And he says that some will never come unless they are drawn. They will, where is the scripture? John 6, 44. No man can come to me except the father which has sent me draw him. No, yeah. There must be a drawing. And so, you want to bear fruit? You want men to follow you? There must be a suffering you will suffer. And that suffering you will suffer is what will make some people follow you. What is suffering? There are some children. When you beat them with cane, little change. Because they are hardened characters. Suffering doesn't necessarily mean beating. Everybody has what to you is suffering. Somebody to give up your Sunday is more than money. I will pay you money to let me go home on Sunday. Somebody, money means nothing. I can give you money, but I won't come. Everybody has, I hope you are listening, everybody has something that to you is suffering. That thing will be taken from you. For you to bear fruit. That thing will be taken from you. I I don't mean Christianity again. No, I mean bearing fruits. There's a suffering you suffer to be a follower of Christ. But there's a different suffering you suffer to bear fruit. To grow your church. To increase in wisdom. To to be a, a, a growing Christian. There's a suffering you must suffer. How we are listening? And if, if, as we are sitting here, there is no suffering, there is no suffering going on in your life, you're not bearing fruit. You're not bearing fruit. 
as much as you could, you are not bearing fruit. This is the key. These are the keys to bear dying, pruning, suffering. These are the keys, the three main keys. You want to bear fruit. You want to, this morning, I mean, when Bishop was praying about eyes open, one thing he said was about spiritual families. That's the church. Want to bear fruit. You want to bring forth something. Ah, You must suffer. You must sacrifice. You must sacrifice. The last one for tonight. Bearing fruit. The sacrifice to bear fruit. Psalm 1. And verse 2. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law doth he meditate day and night. Then he says that he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That what brings forth his fruits in his season, his leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The fourth and last key I'll give you for tonight is that to bear fruit, to be a fruitful Christian, you must be planted by water. You must be planted by water. What is water? The worship of water and the word. Living water will come out of there. Water is the word. There must be adequate word in you. You cannot be fruitful if the word of God does not dwell in you richly. Many Christians these days, the Bible is not strong. I mean, you if I do a survey just now, how many I've read Bible today. To not be easy at all. And we are the serious ones. Yeah? We are the serious. We, we are the, I mean, in our church, we are the most serious ones. True or not true? And you find that some of us today haven't read Bible. Even though quiet time is, is, is necessary, is a basic requirement, still you find that you haven't read And you haven't prayed. Oh, it's not true. You mind me. No. Tonight, if you want to be a good Christian, it will sacrifice. It will cost you. If you want to be a real Christian, to look like Jesus. To resemble him in some way. To merit that title 
a Christian, a follower of Christ, it will cost you. You, can, you will not, you will not have everything you want. You will not. You will not. You will not have everything. It is, it is, it will not be the case. You must give up something. And, and if you come to my house and you take my TV away from me, my TV, I don't use it. It's not a sacrifice. No. If I dash you my TV, don't clap. Just take it and go. I've done nothing. No, 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 no. My TV. I don't watch it. Somebody. Somebody else is their lifeblood. As they come home, no, open their door, put their bag down, put TV on. That's the first thing they do. And some people, TV is entertainment, news, everything. Sleep with it. So it's not, it's not, you see, somebody doesn't mind what he wears. My children, I noticed it. Nikki and Ashon, they didn't mind any trouble they wear. Not coffee. It must match. It doesn't match now. We'll discuss. No, 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 no. It must match. There must be blue, blue, green, something. The others, just blue and yellow, they don't mind at all. They wear and they are gone. They wear and they are gone. That's how they are. Some don't care about dressing. Some care very much. Some, their hair, they can cut it and they are going. Others too, are lie. No, no, no. My hair, I was at a program uh, um, somewhere and the man of God came he was going to pour oil. He, people were lined up. And he had oil. He was, he had, it was a very powerful service. And he was going to pour oil, oil, oil. He came to one woman to pour the oil on her. She said, wait. She removed the wig. Pour the oil. Pour the oil. Then he poured it. Then she put the wig back. I said, no, no, no. On the wig, not at all. On my head. On my head, not the wig. I said, you are a very correct woman. It's not the vanity of I'm wearing a wig. I don't care. I want something more than my appearance. Then you see that I'll get. Everybody, you see, you two there, uh, uh, there was somewhere, I went somewhere to a certain, <laughs> a certain person was laying hands on a certain young lady. As she was falling, then she held her dress like that. <laughs> I said, are you falling? <laughs> I, I, are you no, no, no. So I was like, I'm, I'm falling. I said, no. You are mindful of unimportant things. What? I mean, what is here that nobody has seen before? That as God is ministering to you, you are mindful of your appearance. No, 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 no. It's, it's not working. To, no, you see, I, I'm trying to explain something tonight there must be 
a sacrifice. One type to be a Christian. That first one, if you don't do it, you become a Christian who has lost nothing. Just like the world. Just like the world. And the majority have given up something. Yeah. In between. We will see when the judgment day comes. Where you have landed. But the few who have given up all things. But to bear fruit. How many want to bear fruit? You will sacrifice. You will that bearing fruit sacrifice. You see, the sacrifice to be a Christian is of your basic things. Life, which is here, is your life. This is my life. Am I dead or alive? But the sacrifice to bear fruit is the extras, the things which are legal. Your rest, your comfort, your children, your enjoying your wife, enjoying holiday. Those little, that's the pruning and the suffering that is required to be taken from you for you to bear fruit. Something that is, it's not a sin. Drinking, smoking, those things are what makes you a Christian. Stop fornicating, it makes you a Christian. Stop lying. Stop cheating. It makes you a Christian. But stop resting in the afternoon. Stop watching films. Give up your holiday. Give up your, those little extras that are not sins, so to speak. That's what makes you fruitful. That's why if you think about it, we don't bear much fruits. Because we are still in our comfort zone. I wish, I wish you would say, I will give up everything for Jesus. When I was in secondary school, I was reading about the church in Romania. And we've heard stories about being arrested being arrested in the underground church we used to think we used to discuss among ourselves so if we are here and some al-qaeda come with their cutlasses line up renounce Christ yes or no yes here no here Renounce Christ. Yes or no? Those who renounce, come to the right. And those who don't renounce, come to the left. And they are here with their cutlasses. Which cue? Which cue would you join? No, I'm asking you. We, we, we discussed it. I said, you know, one guy said, I'll go to the yes. I'll renounce him. When I finish, I'll forget our forgiveness. 
It's not like that. It's not like that. If you deny me, if you renounce me, I'll renounce you. But it's only when you are faithless that he's faithful. Where you fail, that he will not fail. When you deny him, he will deny you. And we said, listen, when that day comes, you must then go to the no side. Are you here tonight? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? What have you paid? What sacrifice have you made to follow Christ? Take up your cross and follow me. What cross have you taken? What have we denied? What have we given up? What are we still harboring from the past life that has followed us into the new life and is there still? Finally, if you want to bear fruit, if you want to bear fruit, die, be pruned, suffer, suffering, for Jesus, not for any other reason, for Jesus. And he will bless you. Put your hands together this morning. Shall we stand? I want you to just spend one minute, one minute talking to Jesus this this evening. And ask, am I worthy to be called? A, a Christian, am I worthy? Do I qualify? If the master was to judge me, not men, men don't know anything, they see on the surface. Men just give you marks based on your dressing, your behavior, your you don't quarrel. Men, men just assign something to you, they don't know your hearts. But if the master himself was to judge us, where would we stand? So I just pray one minute let's talk to God you may have to go back and change some things in your life you may have to go back and adjust some things in your life but just talk to God this evening give up certain comforts Christians sacrifice for meeting sacrifice for attendance sacrifice for conferences Go out of your way. Give up, give up certain things. That's when you will see that they're actually done. Because greater things are ahead of you. Just pray for yourself one minute, Lord. Make me a real Christian. Not a superficial one. Not a false one. Not a supposed one. But a real one deep down inside. Let me be one that is laying down my life for Jesus. And as I, as I walk that walk, as I walk that road, Lord Jesus, 
let it let it be real father thank you for tonight let this word dwell in our hearts let it not fade easily let it cause us to think deeply on our calling as Christians make us willing to sacrifice make us prepare to pay any price any cost and help us to be good examples of faith to those around us thank you so very much for everyone here as we die may we live longer may we have more life in us may Jesus be exalted in our lives and may it show clearly make us sacrifices lay us on the altar burn us consume us use us as you see fit that we may run our race and achieve our purposes on this earth thank you in Jesus name Amen when he ran to me he took me in his arms till my We believe the word of God has come through to you. Join us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Bantama behind the Confidence Eating Place. This is every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. and 6 p.m. every Tuesday. Stay blessed.